much longer. Yeah. Because I am moving to Idaho. August 16th. Which is less than a month away, might I add. Everybody keeps reminding me of that. <laughs> well, you wanted to talk about it, but I, no, I'm not I ready don't. to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> I don't want to think about it even. It's not real until you get on the plane. Exactly. It's not real until the night before for me. Ugh, gross. Ew. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> well, until Anna's gone, um, we wanted to fit in some podcasts. This might be the only episode, but <laughs> we'll see. Um... Today is about uh, shitty jobs, which is convenient because uh, we're pretty qualified for that shit. Yeah, actually qualified for this shit. This is a bash episode, but uh, for legal purposes, all names have been changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to you wanna talk about yours first? Do you want me to go? So we, have, we each have two shitty jobs. The... <laughs> Uh, well, we each have our own individual shitty job first, and then we have a shared shitty job together. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, straight out of high school, I moved to a super small town to work a summer job. I think if I had known the job would be so shitty, I wouldn't have taken it. But I think the highlight was that, like, it was me and my boyfriend at the time, and he was, like, 19. He must have been 20, and I must have been 18 because I was straight out of high school. And we literally ran this ice cream shop, like, from open to close every single day, never had a day off, the whole summer, ran the freaking shop. There was no other workers. None. And so, we had, like, a manager who spoke really broken English, and my favorite part was she showed up one night, like, at the shop, and we had already closed, and we were driving by, and we saw she was there, so, like, we stopped in to say hi, and she is on the floor in front of the refrigerator throwing throwing things out of the refrigerator and just like crying she is sobbing and losing her mind she's like throwing containers as we walk in and just like yells at us i remember what she said mainly because i probably couldn't understand her (laughs) but she just like lost her mind and i was like okay um i think i'm done with this job and so i put my two weeks in formally like i wrote the letter put it in an envelope put like my boss's name on it walked it up to him and handed it to him and let him know that it was my termination and, like, my last day and everything and that I was willing to train anybody to fill my position until then. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to school and I wanted a couple weeks to prepare for college. And, like, this man yelled at me in front of his whole other business, which was a hotel, I would like to add. So in front of guests, he is yelling at me at the front desk that I was immature, irresponsible, And that, like, I would never get anywhere in real life because I was a child who took this job and I can't just leave early, which you can terminate a job at any point. Like, even if it's a summer job, you can terminate. And I terminated, like, two weeks before my real termination would have been just to get some time to prepare because my last day would have been, like, the day before going to college for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he yelled at me in front of guests. I did not cry, but I remember just being like, who's the adult here? <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, I've been to college before. Like, I know that you don't need time to prepare for this. This man dropped out. But besides the point, literally never had a day off. It was a rough job. It was super rough. It was horrible. Like, we lived there. You guys there. were jam-packed too and like busy, right? Oh yeah, because it was like a tourist town and it was the summer and like literally open to close. It was just my boyfriend and I every single day, every single day. It was open seven days a week. We worked every single day that summer, except for, like, 
if I needed a day off, he had to run the shop by himself and like vice versa. And we were also living in like a town that was very disconnected from a big town. Like it was very small. Everybody lives in one building, if you want to hint where it is. <laughs> and it was horrible. Like it was straight up horrible. So there's like no major stores. Like if I needed anything, like I had allergy shots once a week and I had to wake up like crack ass dawn early to go two hours away to get my allergy shot and come back for time to work. Like it was insane. It was not a good time at all. Do you think you should have terminated earlier? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely should have terminated earlier. Like, I should have just been like, no, sorry, you actually can't treat me like this. It was, it was rough. Like, they had no idea how the business was being run. Like, we straight up ran that ice cream shop, which I don't realize how much work goes into that, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, doing inventory and delivery, like, all on our own at minimum wage. Yeah. Like, it would be one thing if, like, they had given us a higher, like, position or higher paying, but, like, minimum wage... And, like, the other kids our age were making more money than us working, like, the hotel. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, bussing tables or whatever. So it was super upsetting. And I very felt, like, taken advantage of at that age. Like, he knew that I would do anything to be there, basically. And it was very disappointing. 100%. I'm sorry that happened. Oh, no, it's funny. It's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> at least uh-huh. I had a bathroom at that one. Laugh. haha, Funny. ha <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my first job, uh, was, it's a, it's a franchise, uh, and we'll call it Apollo's Wardrobe. Um, and so basically what it is, is a second-hand clothing store where people donate their clothes, get paid a little bit, a fraction of what you're, you should get, honestly, and then the store resells it. Um, so you might have an idea of what that is. Um, so I got this job, uh, six months after I turned 16, um, cause I had a car, I needed to pay for it. My dad didn't really want me to get this job because it was right next to a liquor store, um, in the, like, not the best side of town. Um, and basically it was run by an 18 year old who had like no social skills as far as like didn't know how to handle people. She was like kind of a bitch, honestly. And everybody that worked there was, like, aged 14 to 18. Like, it was so, it was also ran by teenagers. Um, And I didn't make it very long before I quit. Um, It was actually, like, the shortest job I've ever had. Um, So I'm trying to think of some good examples. But one of the first ones that stuck out is that, like, I was illegally kept until, like, 11 o'clock at night, like, tagging clothes. Um, And because there's labor laws and stuff like I couldn't work x amount of hours um I was like entitled to like breaks and stuff and I was totally patronized for taking breaks um and I do remember getting out at like 11 o'clock even though I was scheduled only until like nine or something um but there was there finally came a day where I had well two days where I had totally drawn the line and I had had enough um so one day uh, we're all, you know, inside, like, I finally had advanced to cashier, and I'm cashing people out, and all of a sudden, this guy comes in kind of quickly, and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, and we're all, like, kind of watching him, and then all of a sudden, the police rush in, and they're like, get on the ground, get on the ground, and he's, like, arresting, <laughs> oh, wow, resisting <laughs> arrest, and they fucking tase this dude right in front of all of us, and half the shop, like, didn't even blink like oh, that's how you know like you're not in the good side you're of not in a good neighborhood 
And so, like, yeah, like, I'm, I stopped everything that I was doing, and I'm watching, and they're, like, detaining <laughs> this man after they just tased him, which he's, by the way, yelling, and, like, because <laughs> he just got tased. And, like, my manager was there, and she's just, like, that'll be 47-22, like, just <laughs> And I was, like, okay, so we're just gonna pretend, like, that was normal. And so I went home, and I told my parents about it, and they're, like, you really have to, like, quit this. Like, that's, like, not good. And so next day uh, was when I had had enough. So I was working uh, the floor, so I was cleaning the uh, fitting rooms and stuff, and <laughs> this homeless man had, like, sauntered in, and he sat down by the fitting rooms and just opened it like this car's bag, and it was full of pill bottles. And he just starts opening them and just starts popping pills. And meanwhile, there's, like, families trying on clothes. And I was like, uh, sir, you can't do that here. You know, like, you gotta go. And he just, you know, didn't even acknowledge me. So I go to my manager, again, the 18-year-old. And she was like, I guess I'll deal with it. I was like, yeah, that is kind of your job. <laughs> and so she goes up to him, and she tells him the same thing I did. And he, like, kind of looked at her, and she's like, I'm serious. Like, I will call the police. Like, you need to get out. Like, and he is popping pills. <laughs> like, just eating them, just munching? Yeah, and he's like, he has at least 12 different pill bottles, and he's just popping them open, checking them out, like, just popping them. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So he ends up leaving after she threatens to call the police. He comes back probably 45 minutes later, like, right before closing, and he comes in, and he's, like, fucking out of it, and I don't know if he's drunk. He probably is drunk, too, but, like, now he'd already popped his pills, like, they had hit him by this time, <laughs> and so he saunters back in, and we're like, sir, like, you need to leave, and he's headed for the same chair by the fitting rooms, and he just, like, he falls over, like, face first, dog plants, or... What the fuck is Face plants. Face plants. He face plants onto the floor, and then he's kind of, like, laying there, like, moaning about it. And he starts to get up, and he vomits all over. And, like, he's trying to get it in his plastic bag, but, like, it missed the bag. So it's all over the floor. He's still got his fucking bag of pills. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And I just, like, looked at my manager, and it was just her and I. And I was like... God, thank God there was a stripper in. <laughs> there was a, My savior. There, yeah. There, so there was a stripper. She was the only one left, and she was like trying on clothes and stuff. She comes out, and she's like, "Oh, baby, I see this all the time at the titty bar. Da 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 da. Like, let me help you up." He's covered in puke, and she's helping him up, and he's got like the bag of vomit. And so she finally, like, charms him enough to, like, get up, even though he's out of it. And so they're, like, she slings him over her shoulder. They walk out. They're almost out the door, and he drops that bag of puke. And that goes all over the fucking floor oh. with the pills. And I was, like, I've, I've fucking had it. Like, I have I've had seen enough. enough. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets him outside. She plops him outside the door. We lock the door. We call the cops. Um, but the cops did not show up. Like, so we called the cops 45 minutes later. I called the cops again, and I'm like, hey, I'm 16 years old. My manager's 18. The, the, we're the only two people here, and there is a cracked-out dude outside who's, like, passed out. Uh, are you not going to send anybody? And they're like, we have a lot of units, da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's not priority. I was like, it's not priority. We're two young women here, and we're, like, possibly in danger. Like, I can't go out to my car because he's blocking the path, mm -hmm. and it's time for me to go. 
cops never showed up. Uh, he ended up just kind of like dragging himself away from the door, and I booked it to my car. And the next day, I put in my two week notice. Did you clean up the puke? Fuck no, manager's job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for management duty. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I have what I would consider really strong work ethic. It, like, runs in the family. I'm very actually proud of it. Um, and I have never been fired from a job until my shitty job, uh, which Anna and I shared together that we are going to talk about in our little bash fest. Um, but mostly it's to air our grievances because we really went through a lot of shit for a minimum wage job that, like, in hindsight, we should have never. And we were both there a year and a half. Yep. I should have never tolerated. Um, so I'm going to set the tone uh, by talking about how I got fired, <laughs> which really took a hit on my pride initially. But then I was like, wait, this place is a freaking joke. Like these grown ass women who run this place have no perception of like what the real world is like. And like the owner is like 40 something. And like that's really all she's ever known is the coffee shop. So like at most I pity her. So. Um, I've been working for at least a year and a half, uh, at this coffee shop. I was a trainer. Um, I would consider myself, like, not to boast too much, like, one of the be- like, one of the better, if not best, like, normal employees, aside from, like, management. <laughs> um, and so I had a planned vacation in March, and it was, like, totally set out way in advance, and I... It was my last shift, and my boss showed up, like, 10 minutes before closing, and I was supposed to fly out the next day, and so she walks in, and I was like, what's up? And she's like, uh, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. And she's like, well, uh, you're fired. (laughs) And I, like, I didn't even blink, but I was like, okay. And she was like, I just really feel like you don't respect management, and I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I do not, after everything that I've been through for the past year and a half, I have no respect for management. You're absolutely right. Um, and I said, I have seen how you have not appreciated your employees. You've belittled us. And after two long-term employees of yours um, quit, like this time last year, or like almost a year ago and you had nothing but like shitty things to say about them after they had been loyal to you for like three years each uh it really showed me that like you really don't give a shit about anybody and we're just bodies to you and she's like well anybody like wants your job you know that type of thing and like it just I don't even like I've kind of blocked it out now like correct me if you remember anything else no, I just remember the phone call I got after. Like, you're supposed to go on vacation the next day, and, like, there was no build-up to this. Like, there was no, like, big issue you had with management or anything. And you call me, and you're just like, I just got fucking fired. And I was like, from where? <laughs> you're like, where do you fucking think, Anna? And I was like, no. Like, you're kidding. And we both busted out laughing. <laughs> it was, And it was perfect, too, because she literally was like, she was like, you're, you know, you're being let go, like, you don't respect management, which I don't, I, like, I completely agree with. I had no respect for these people. And then she's like, so, um, you think you can, like, finish closing? I was like, are you kidding me? 
no. So I like took my key off the key ring. She's like, oh, well, you can like give that to me. I said, no, here's my key. You can finish closing and Anna will collect my paycheck. Like we're done here. I just like could not believe she had the audacity to like ask me to close. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, you got fired. You're done with that job, actually. Exactly. Uh, my shift ended uh, effective five <laughs> minutes ago, actually. You also had, a, like, a job interview the next day oh, before you flew out. That's the best part is, like, I had already been working behind the scenes to, like, have my foot out the door anyways. Uh, and so it was very extremely convenient that <laughs> my shift had ended that day. And I had a, yeah, like you said, I had a job interview for a lot better job the next morning, so... Little did they know. <laughs> Fired one day, hired the next. Exactly. Like, one door closes, another opens. So, I'm not mad about that. But, uh, this podcast has been a long time coming ever since that moment. It was like, I've been waiting for Anna to get done with that job so we could finally air our grievances. Yeah. That was... I just could not get over like you're like I got fired I was like from where (laughs) like I just could never see like I guess like not to toot around horns but I could never see us like getting fired from there we felt so secure there we're that good (laughs) been there a while like very loyal like no matter what had happened so we had gone through a whole fucking pandemic and like just nightmare shifts like working eight to ten days in a row yeah that like that loyal yeah no hundred percent I'm still blown away by that moment, actually. And the audacity to ask you to close is just my favorite part. She also wanted to give me a hug goodbye, might I add. (laughs) I was like, what, do you think we're cool? I just told you I don't respect you. (laughs) You just fired me. Yeah. Uh, She started to, like, tear up. I was like, why are you fucking crying? (laughs) Grow up! (laughs) Man up and tell me I'm fucking fired. She said she had to take a Xanax in order to talk to me. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) She had a Xanax and a margarita. (laughs) I didn't think I was that intimidating, but I'll take it. Oh, God. Um, Also, the week prior, like, you had tried to change a shift so that you'd be working with her. Oh, yeah. And she made a point to find someone else to work with you. That was, and, like, that should have been a red flag to me, but I didn't think anything of it. Uh, so, obviously, she had been plotting for a second. Yeah, like, I, some shifts were, like, supposed to be traded around. I was trying to help cover for somebody else, which would mean that I was working a shared shift with her. And she, like, completely removed herself from that shift and changed locations. And I was like, okay, that was I remember weird. that. We were like, that's so bizarre. Like, what's up? Obviously, she couldn't be around me. <laughs> <laughs> we found out. <laughs> we found out. Yeah, and it was like, are you okay? And it was like, well, my pride kind of hurts because I've never been fired before. But then, like, as it set in, it was like, I got fired from a minimum wage job. Yeah, I feel like that happens to, like, everybody eventually. Yeah, it was a good story. I laughed. <laughs> the the one milk jug she brought to make an excuse to come. Oh my god, yeah, she brought, like, <laughs> one milk jug. <laughs> Every time I saw her with one milk jug, I was like, somebody's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's being let go today. <laughs> <laughs> it's your last day, actually. And the shitty part, too, is that, like, kind of set the precedent, because that's not the first time that somebody is about to go on vacation and she fired them, because I think that's, a, like, including me, that was at least the third time that I'd heard of. Yeah, which is just... It, like, goes into something later on in our scheduling section where it's, like, mm-hmm. people were scared to take leave. Oh, totally. And I, everybody that I messaged that we, like, worked with and were, like, cool with, and I was, like, hey, yo, I got fired. Everybody's, like, 
what the hell? Like, what do you mean? And they're like, if you got fired, then I'm definitely in jeopardy. It was like, yeah, dude, nobody's safe. Like, we thought we were safe. We're not. No, because it goes down to just, like, bodies. No loyalty. No appreciation. No appreciation, which I'm sure I'll, that'll come up. That was, like, one of the biggest things that, like, anybody who has ever left that coffee shop has been, like, I feel undervalued, unappreciated, and, like, that's their biggest complaint. Is And they're completely taken advantage of and, like, overworked, underpaid, like, all that type of shit. So, let's get into it. From the top. Make it, uh, okay. <laughs> um, so the, when you get hired onto this place, uh, what did we call it? Devil's Mug. When you get hired onto Devil's Mug, there's a month-long training period, which is unprecedented into all the other coffee shops that I've ever heard of. Some are, like, a couple days long, max two weeks. So it's a full month with no tips. You get paid hourly, but the person who's training you collects all of the tips that you make. So, uh, and might I add, the people who are training you, um, there's at least four different people training you. Management will always train you in the mornings for their, like, favorite shifts, um, but they will never, ever train a closing shift, and that's for the other girls to do. And the problem is, is that the openers have no idea what it's like to close, and therefore like instill really bad habits from the get-go they just like they couldn't do the closest job if they wanted to no and they've had to in the recent months and were unable to perform yeah to the standards like, that they expected you, us to perform they would you, ask me how to do things how do you close down the machine i'm sorry what how do you wash this what do you do with the milk at the end of the day what do you think we do with it first of all we pour it down your drain <laughs> you're a management you're supposed to know these answers should i save the milk would you like that you probably would <laughs> yeah you probably would you cheap ass um, and that was the hard part, too, is it was, like, there were so many different people training who had been there all different amounts of times. And been trained by different girls when they came on. Yeah, so there's no cohesive, like, this is how we're going to do it. And management really can't tell you how to because they don't know how to close. So it was, like, there was always just things that were being trained differently by everyone. And then you would get out of training or you would say, to, to like, tell management, oh, so-and-so had me do this. And it would be held against the girl that trained you. Mm-hmm. And when it goes back to, like, who trained them? Who trained that person? Where did we start? When did we, like, never have unity? If Yeah. And if they, like, my suggestion would be to have at least, like, a training manual or at least a training, like, a training course even, and go topic by topic and be like, okay, how do you make this? Where does this go? And, like, have everybody all in the same room and have it written down on freaking paper in, like, a manual. That way you could, like, turn the page and back. It would save us so much time in meetings. Yeah. Like, knowing, like, this has already been written down that you must perform this this way. So do it this way, train it this way, and perform it this way, and we wouldn't have issues. But, like, once again, it goes back to management does not know how to close. And the manager and the owner would tell you two different, like, two different things. Oh, my God. And that was my favorite thing all the time was be like, oh, well, uh, Molly told me to do this. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, Amy said this. Okay, so who's who's right here? You know, mm-hmm. and I was trained, like, a third, a third way. And, like, they weren't on the same page at all. No, nobody was ever on the same page. And it, was, it wasn't our fault. Like, us girls would try to talk and be like, hey, how do you do this? How are we supposed to do this? And there was never a cohesive answer. Or the answer would change. Oh, it changed constantly from like, meeting to meeting. Something would change. Like the fucking spice chai thing. It was like, what is a spice chai? And you would get a different answer from the same people every single time. Mm-hmm. It was just, that one, that'll always bother me. 
<sighs> the next thing that bothers me is, uh, <laughs> Molly's a cheap bitch. <laughs> so, um, this is, there were some severe hygiene issues over the, <laughs> over the year and a half that we had been there. Um, and this business has been open much longer than that. Like at least serving 10 years. food. At least 10 years. Yeah. And so the person that we worked for was already just not a clean person to start with. I never once washed her, like, watched her wash her hands after using the bathroom. She would use hand sanitizer She only. would blow her nose and never do anything. She would touch money mm. and eat. During a pandemic. Yes. We'll get to the pandemic part because that one's like, some people should flip tables over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fox News might want to go there. I'm calling the Muni. <laughs> Uh, I have a complaint about some health violations. <laughs> so many. The first big health violation. Okay, so all coffee shops, I don't think I know of any that don't do this. Um, so all coffee shops are supposed to have a porta potty or at least restroom access within X amount of feet. So to combat this, almost all coffee shops have a porta potty very nearby. Um, but our boss was completely cheap. And so we would either have to drive way down the road to a gas station. Discouraged from doing so because we would have to close the shop because we worked alone. And then you'd lose money, which Mm -hmm. which she hated. Customers would get deterred. Yes. Yeah, we were totally discouraged from leaving. So when asked during the training process, okay, so what do we do since we do not have a bathroom in two out of our three shops? We'll get to the one. So in two out of the three shops, we were encouraged or heavily suggested to pee in a cup a cup that like we would pull from the shelf use and then have to dispose of in the shop yes so if you wanted your 24 ounce white mocha i was also pissing in the same type of cup (laughs) so i would lock up the windows hide in the back corner i would open the the fridge to cover me from the cameras yes well i I actually at the end didn't give a fuck about me either but i remember that's how i was trained yes. to pee in a cup was to open the fridge so nobody could see me on the cameras but if but if anybody asked we did not pee in cups but every every girl that got hired on was like well where do you guys go pee if you're not like really encouraged to leave oh you piss in a cup or you get an uti which we all got utis at some point anyways from holding our bladder so bad but yeah so and then it was debated as to where the fuck we pour the pee which we won't even get into for legal reasons all right, fine. I was ready to go there. <laughs> some people did some things, others did others. I was the nasty bitch Just about it. Just be careful where you walk. Be careful where you walk. <laughs> Don't touch the bottom of the sink. <laughs> also, we use the rags to clean the bottom of the sink. Yes, the same rags that we wipe the steam wand with. <laughs> I'd like to say I use paper towels in the bottom of the sink. I use I I use paper towels in the bottom of the sink because I knew where my pee cup went. Yeah, I was trained to use paper towels specifically because of the pee. Yep. Yeah, she was like, um, well, the bottom of the sink is really gross, so use paper towels. Yeah, she was like, we've been highly discouraged to use the rags anymore, but if you ask management, we're supposed to use rags. Yep. Okay, so that is two out of the three shops. In the one shop, uh, it has a boat toilet in a closet yeah with a window that doesn't have a blind yes so people could walk right up and see you taking a piss in the boat toilet and this boat toilet in the summer months in the winter months 
it would not get changed for at least two weeks at a time. I know because it was a change calendar, and so you would know the last time it got changed. You could also see the last time it got changed because the pee would come up to the hole. Yes, and it smelled so bad. bad. Oh, horrendous. And they wanted to keep the door open while they work to air it out. Yeah, and then so you're walking around the shop, and the whole shop smells like... Urine. Yeah, and not even, like, fresh urine. Like, like old, old like urine. girls on toilet, their period urine. This toilet has probably been used there since it opened, because we don't buy new things. Oh, we do not. We'll get... Yeah, okay, actually, that is our section. Molly's a cheap bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you could not poop in the toilet, because if you pooped in the toilet, you'd have to scrape that shit out. <laughs> I know, because one of the girls... <laughs> one of the girls... That was training, pooped in the toilet, and she had to scrape it out. And we didn't just get a new toilet. No, we did not. Um, the dumping of this toilet's also very interesting. Go ahead. Because it couldn't go down the sink, obviously. That's too much urine. It would fill our waste tank, which you'd have to pay to get dumped earlier. So, a special management would ask you, is anybody coming? Before, oh, don't forget about the gloves. Before Oh, it's getting there. Okay. Before she ran outside and dumped the urine no less than, like, 20 feet from your vehicle, and, like, this is off a main road. People walk their dogs past here, like, there's a lot of urine somewhere on that property is all I'm saying. It's exactly where we park our cars. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> so, not only are we stepping in that and then walking in the shop, probably, that's beautiful. I never thought of that. Getting into our cars with <sighs> it on our feet. But then, once it was dumped, it was taken inside to be cleaned with Windex and paper towels, while they wore the winter gloves that were provided to us to use to take the trash out in the winter. The communal winter gloves that we all touched had potty all over them. Yes. <laughs> what? That's, the na- that's probably single-handedly. Okay, actually, that's second. That's second to the nastiest shit that went on in that office. Okay, I'm ready to out myself. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so... Um, so you may be wondering, what do you do if you have to poop? That is such a good question. (laughs) Um, I, among other girls who we won't name, have admitted. (laughs) Multiple girls. Multiple. Management included. Admitted to shitting in a Ziploc bag. And if you're wondering how to do it, gallon size Ziploc squat. Yes. Okay. So let me, let me drown this one out. Okay. So. Only at the shop with the boat toilet would I ever do this. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. So I would piss in the boat toilet first to make sure I wouldn't pee all over in the Ziploc bag. So I piss in the boat toilet, and then I grabbed the big Ziploc, and I squatted down, and I spread my cheeks <laughs> to the to the Ziploc. <laughs> and I, and I, did the do and i zipped that thing up asap because it smelled (laughs) and then i took sedano photo (laughs) it was steamy (laughs) but yeah and then so i would just uh immediately because i did it right before i took the trash out and so i would just throw that ziploc bag in the trash and then go take it out to the dumpster and i like like this isn't just brooke being a nasty bitch like we, we had were, no option. We had no option. Like, if you were sick, you were sick. And there's been times where I know other people have been sick at their job, and they have had, like, the luxury of walking to a toilet. And also, like, when it's pitch black in the winter and dark out, and, like, mm-hmm. you're on these, like, busy roads that are not safe yeah, with people that are not safe walking around, like, you're not leaving the shop. Like, and also, like, I'm sorry, but if she saw our car was gone, 
yes. in the last 10 minutes, she would have been so upset because she admits to sending spies, air quotes, to, like, see if our open signs are still on, like, what we're doing in there, and so on. Yeah, so if we would have been gone at, yeah, like you said, if, and even, like, the fucking, like, the last half hour, even, um, so let's say we, like, held our shit, like, the entire shift or something, the past six hours, and we just, like, couldn't do it anymore, and we left, like, we, she would have burned our phones down and been like, what are you doing? You couldn't mm-hmm. hold it, da-da-da-da-da, well, you need to close faster, and then you can get out, and then you can go to the bathroom, like, no option. Yeah, no, there I was... I do feel like a nasty bitch, though, I will say. You're not the only one. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> You're also... I have heard of some people using cups, so it could be worse. That is too small of an opening. For <laughs> I'm honestly impressed by that. <laughs> I'm still impressed to how that operated to this day. I've... You remember the... Okay, you remember when you first... Like, side, side note for a second. You remember when you first started working there, and I was like, hey, can I uh, pee really quick? <laughs> <laughs> And so, Anna, like, literally Anna just started, or she still might have been in training or something. I was in training. And I was like, I really, like, we're cool enough, uh, because we had just started being friends anyways. I was like, we're cool enough. Can I just, like, hide in this corner really fast and pee? Like, I can't hold it to, like, leave. And so I did, and I filled up a whole 24-ounce cup, and I kicked it over as I was getting my pants up, and there was piss all over the floor. (laughs) I took photos. (laughs) It's a really good photo, actually. Uh, but that's actually not the only time that I did that. I I don't know, dude. It's okay. I heard a story that a girl told me uh-huh. where she was peeing at one of the shops with the fridge door open to block herself from the cameras, and she spilt it into the fridge on the half-and-half half containers and cleaned them because she knew if we poured out the half-and-half, half, we would have gotten burned. Yeah. Yeah, I never opened up the doors to hide me from the cameras because I was like, I knew that Molly always watched the camera, so I'd be like, well, that's what you get. Look at my yeah. butthole. Look at my coochie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like it? You want to pay for a Brazilian? Exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we, that was a sidetrack. So that's uh, that's my my large grievance with her like being cheap was that we just like couldn't have porta potties like i just don't even understand they have like pink ones i've seen so many shops with like cute pink ones i've also heard of shops like bigger shops having actual toilets i don't think they're that expensive to have fucking porta potties either might i add no i know horse barns like very small family-owned horse barns with porta potties yeah and i'm sure you could work out a deal there's like multiple porta potty companies like mm-hmm. just low you know hit the lowest quote all right Moving on from the porta potties, um, we were not allowed to use paper towels, water. We were told to be frugal. There would be notes left on the paper towels that said, "Please be frugal with paper towels," and we were encouraged to reuse them throughout our shift. Yeah, and by reuse, like you wipe the counter down or something, and then you would put it out to dry so you could reuse it later to do the same thing. Um, and water, like I know, this goes back to like boss lady was nasty because she didn't use water to like wash her hands she would always use like hand sanitizer and i don't want to say always because she didn't always uh but i know i like went pee one time in the closet and i came out and was washing my hands and she's like whoa 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 and i was like well you got that too yeah dude one day i also went and used the boat toilet and it was in my like last few weeks and i will admit my last few weeks i was kind of like whatever like and so I'm standing there, and I, like, dozed out while washing my hands. And, like, I was not allowed to have the water running. Like, it was, trink- like, pissing on me, barely. Mm-hmm. And like, one drop at a time. Yeah, and I'm, like, trying to wash this soap off. And she is on the phone 
with Amy and she just starts screaming at me, water, water, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm washing my hands. Like I remember <laughs> turning around and saying that and she's like, water. And I was just like, what the actual F is going on here? What yeah. is going on here? Yeah, same thing. Like, I was, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like we were not allowed to change bleach buckets, no matter how dark and dirty they got. And mind you, like we're in a coffee shop. We would be cleaning dishes with dirty brown water, and we were like, we were not allowed to reuse it. No, we had to or reuse like, I'm sorry, our dirty. We like, weren't allowed to replenish. And we had to reuse our dirty water at the end of the night from dishes to be our bleach bucket overnight. Yeah, yeah. Because we couldn't fill up another bucket. It was, like, absolutely ridiculous. Like, we couldn't even use the plastic utensils that we gave away for free with, like, bagels and cream cheese or, you know, like, our oatmeals and shit. Like, we weren't allowed to use that. Because it was 10 cents per utensils and, and I quote, it adds up. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. We're making minimum wage. She's paying us minimum wage. And she's worried about 10 cent utensils. Which, might I add, when we uh, gave out the bagel and cream cheese or oatmeal or whatever, like, we never were encouraged, like, we were always told to ask first. Because there was, there was off chance that they wouldn't need that so we could save that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one napkin with each pastry bagel, like, one napkin with a burrito, one nap. You're paying $8 for a burrito and you get one napkin. And it was, I was giving out two at one point because I got fat fingers. And, like, all day I just, for some reason, have been grabbing two. And also, like, kind of out of courtesy. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. I know that's going to be messy. And I got, like, she'd be like, why do you have two napkins in your hand? How many bagels did they get? Like, it was stuff like that. It was just, like, constantly breathing down your neck about that stuff. God forbid anybody spilled their drink either <sighs> and asked for napkins because she would be like, why did you do that? Yes. I'm sorry. They got five napkins because they spilled their drink and yeah. it's all over their car. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. We could not, also might I add, use the napkins. No, we were not allowed <laughs> We to couldn't use, the use paper towels. We couldn't use the napkins. I did wipe my ass with paper towels, though. I used napkins. <laughs> <laughs> they were softer. They, yeah, good point. Mine, uh, mine was, yeah, okay, paper towels a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> um, we also uh, got a free microwave that would always trip the breaker and, like, took three times as long, but thank God it was free. Yeah, and that was a big <laughs> fight when it was brought up once. It, it was, it, it yeah, it was it. a very big fight. Anything we had, we got because it was free. But also one time a very nice customer tried to give us like wasp traps for free, brand new because we had a big bug problem. One of my favorite customers. Yeah. And she straight up refused to use them. She threw them in the back closet and he was like, I will come and I will install them because you girls are getting stung. Yes. You have a huge wasp problem. Like it's They're even, getting in drinks and bleach water. It was even a problem for the customers. Like oh, the customers people wouldn't were, roll down their windows. Exactly. And he was like, hey, I bought these. I'm happy to install them. She was like, nah, fuck that shit. And I've she, tried that. doesn't work. Yeah. She would never try anything. Ooh, yeah, we'll get to that one. She never wanted to ever try anything new. I think my biggest complaint with management, aside from not respecting or valuing their employees, was the fact that she had the mentality of this is what we've always done, so this is what we're always going to do. And I think that is, like, the worst mentality to ever have as, like, an owner or a leader of a company that is, like, so detrimental to the environment, to growth, to anything. Especially, like, these coffee shops are always adding new things, new flavors, matcha, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, we 
could not add anything and it was a struggle like people would come and order things and they'd want certain flavors and I'd have to sit there and say I'm sorry we don't have that I'm sorry we don't have that I'm sorry they don't have that and they'd be like what do you have and I'm like anything basic you want raspberry you I want got caramel five balls. or vanilla <laughs> yeah sorry this is actually like a make your own coffee station we have nothing yeah and that's and she would and she would always just be like well it Matcha is just a fad. Okay, well, people are really into this fad, and they're really trying to spend the money right now. And the people that are spending the money are the people that are interested in the fads. And you're going to tell me that you're 50-year-old Karen? Like, I just... That's who she fucking appealed to, honestly. It was like, old Democrats. It was old... <laughs> no, it was the old Republicans. It was the old Republicans who did the same shit every single day. And, like, yeah, our, our young crowd was, like, non-existent because Non-existent. We didn't, we didn't apply to them. No, we did not at all. There were, like, yeah, we wouldn't do new flavors. There was no new, no new nothing No special, ever. like, new specials ever that were good. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane that we could never try anything new. Oat milk was a huge deal. And she was like, this is going to go up. Like, we're not doing this, da-da-da-da-da. This is such a bad it's idea. It's our best-selling special milk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hands down. And all of our girls use it, including management. And I do too, might I add. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so, <sighs> tangent, but yeah. Speaking of milk, one of my personal favorites was the expired milk. She would go to the stores. If she found out that, like, Walmart was selling expired milks for cheaper, she would go to these stores and buy them out of their expired milk. And we were encouraged to use it uh, quickly, but still encouraged to use it. This also goes to our skim milk would often not last as long because we weren't going through it as quickly. So it would be in there for a while and it would expire and we were encouraged to use it for every drink on like before it expired or after it had expired. And she would smell it and be like, this is still good. We can use this in our business. Another example of expired milk is if we knew there was going to be a health inspection, we were instructed to like write expired on our milk because we're required to do so and like put throw out on it so like they know we're throwing it out at the end of the night expired milk is like (laughs) why was that such an issue why did we have so much expired milk in our coffee stand where milk is a huge thing it goes back to a cheap bitch yep she just wanted to buy the cheapest shit possible and like yeah i remember being like we had that milk quite a few times where it was three days past the expiration date and like I didn't even want to smell it because I was like I know if I smell this I'm gonna like gag because it's not okay like I refuse to serve this if you want to serve it as boss lady and like make shitty coffee that's like totally on you but I will I refuse to make people sick with the shit that you want me to serve yeah I felt like that through a lot of things I was like I'm actually not gonna do that because I know what the response is gonna be from the customers which on that note, I remember, like, uh, when people would order surprise Red Bulls, uh, I would only ever serve somebody, like, across the board, I would only ever serve somebody something that I would drink myself, and I think that that's just, like, basic customer service, but she would just come up with the most off-the-wall, she'd say, oh, did you say surprise? Popcorn. Red Bull? Well, I'm gonna put popcorn and blueberry and marionberry and maybe caramel like and she's like well you did say surprise i was like are you kidding me would it you was drink like that always flavors that we had sitting on the bottom rack for months during the summer that we weren't selling any of so yeah. i know they weren't like good in the first place and then put it that in a red bull and that was like she's like well they said surprise it was like okay but now they just bitched about it want a new one which you won't serve them anyways like you would never make them a new one without ha- like making them pay yeah 
And so it's like, why would you serve something that you wouldn't even want to drink yourself? Like, that's just, that peeved me. That one, that one was good. Any other notes on that, on that topic? Not that I can think of right now. My mom, might I add, uh, would never, ever come to the shop when Molly was working because she I know made multiple the people shittiest. That yes. There were regulars that would not come when management was working because they knew they were going to get shit coffee. Because they I didn't have give a shit. people text me and be like, who was working today? Because that was absolutely horrendous. And it was never one of, like, the, the normal girls. It was always management working. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think they messed us up. They probably did. They weren't listening when you said fucking almond milk like yeah, they weren't listening they didn't care they were on the phone with each other mm-hmm. they, yeah uh okay uh another example of cheap is we reused paper uh so our manager would get free paper from the gym or our boss would uh get like our old tax forms like w-2s and like email lists paper with sensitive information on it And one of our tasks was to cut the paper up into, like, smaller pieces, and we were to use it as, like, scratch paper. Like, like we reuse paper. We would write, like, our signs, like, Mm -hmm. new things that were for sale on the back of these, like, and they were never crossed out. It was (laughs) impressive. There was, was, like, a diary. There was someone's diary in there. It was uh, the manager's diary. I am strong. Yeah. I am powerful. <laughs> and you bet your ass we all took photos and sent it to each we other. We did. <laughs> it's like, is this how she starts her day with affirmations like this? That was good. Uh, and on that, like, that note to uh, management, uh, the owner would buy bags of pens and markers from Value Village for, like, $2. And then get upset when, like, we asked for a new pen because it wasn't working because it was she's 20 like, years old. She's like, I tested it. I got, like, 50 pens for, like, $2. Yeah, and three of them work. <laughs> like, These have been in someone's like basement for a long time. I was like, we can't afford to buy a fucking working Sharpie pack? Like, <laughs> they're only $4. I bought my own Sharpies for the shop. I remember that. Because we had two colors, and we needed a new color every night for our closing tasks. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Our needs were unmet. Yeah. We basically were barely provided with a bare minimum to do our jobs at times. Oh, 100%. Fun. In, in the concept of scheduling, it would be Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we would know Sunday, but we would know nothing else for the next week. Let me rewind. When I first got hired, they extremely prided themselves on, you know, your schedule a month out in advance. Were you told the same thing? No. Oh, okay. Well, But I did notice when I was hired, it was like at least two weeks of time. Mm -hmm. But. Shit went downhill real quick. Real quick. And it is released. I can confirm this. I will text a girl right now and ask that it is released like the night before or the night before that. And that's your next week. And they don't want to give you days off because they have the schedule on a piece of paper. I've seen the paper they schedule. They schedule us a month in advance. They do a hard copy. But they do not release it to us on our, like, our home base app, how we know our schedule, until a couple nights before. And my favorite um, occurrence was when our management, and Amy, got a boyfriend. And suddenly, like, work was kind of second nature to her. Mm-hmm. And took a, like, kind of a back burner. Like, every... Like, your life can sometimes take a back burner, but not for us, just for her. And I remember 
Molly sent in our work group chat, like, um, that the, she was just going to release the schedule and it was this whole ordeal. And I could, like, you could see that there was a tiff between management because Amy was not releasing the schedule and Molly was like, these girls need their schedule at least 24 hours in advance, please. Yeah, that was a super fun occurrence when the schedule was never being released after people had been asking for it. And the, people needed to know how to make doctor's appointments, eyelash appointments, like everything. Well, and then, and then you would, so you would ask, hey, Amy, do you have me working on the 23rd? Or you, can you tell me my shift on the 23rd because I'm trying to book an appointment? She's like, well, why don't you just request the day off? I was like, okay, well, I know you already have me on that piece of paper. So why don't you just tell me if I am working that day? or what shift I am she's like well if you put a request in then like I'll either accept or deny it's like bitch just look at the fucking paper that's also not how making appointments works exactly or like you know you have like two options for appointments and then you're like hey Amy can I get uh one of these two days off well it's like okay well let me get back to you no I'm literally on the phone Mm -hmm. with the doctor's office I need to let them know and let me tell you it's hard to get into doctor's office these days that one, yeah. The whole... The schedule was honestly probably my biggest pet peeve because I obviously overlooked, like, the hygiene problems. Like, I knew they were bad. We talked about them, but it was like, this was our job. We did truly love the customer interactions and, like, making the drinks, even if, like, we didn't per se agree with everything. But the scheduling was honestly one of the most disrespectful things. It was so disrespectful because they knew exactly what they were going to work mm-hmm. and they knew what we were going to work, but they would not tell us. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when I got hired on, that's not what I agreed to. And that, like, that had come up many times. And, or even they would, when they would release the schedule, they would give us, like, two or three days. Mm-hmm. And so, again. It was a tease. It'd be Saturday night, and I would know what I was working Sunday and Monday, but I couldn't do that. So, I had friends all the time that would be like, hey, you want to do something, you know, oh, in the next couple days? Oh, life did not exist outside of Devil's Mug. No, and that's, like, the shittiest part is, like, you guys, like, you're the owner, you're the manager, I know your whole life revolves around this shit, sorry about that, by the way, RIP to your social life, uh, but that's not how this minimum wage job is gonna work for Especially me. when you are encouraging college students to apply. That's the biggest joke ever. Biggest joke ever is that <laughs> this job is part-time, and... <laughs> <laughs> This job's part-time because you work 39 hours, yeah. not 40. You are a cunt hair under full-time, just so she doesn't have to give you the benefits <laughs> that you would have at full-time. Exactly. There were one. There was one full-time employee, and that was the manager, and that was like... <laughs> what a joke. Yeah, biggest joke is that this is flexible enough for college students, and that you were working part-time. I, I, don't, I think I worked part-time one week. Before I demanded they work me part-time if they wanted me to come back as an employee. Yeah. And uh, as a college student, uh, when I was like, hey, these are the times and the days that I need off to go to class, as you had advertised, uh, I was pretty much patronized for it and definitely punished in the rest of the schedule. And that was your only days off. Yes. You didn't get like a day off to go live your life or to do homework. No, no, no. You're, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I forgot about that point because that, that is exactly it. So if I wanted Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday off to go to class, I could not get Tuesday off in the middle to have a three-day weekend, God forbid. So yeah, my days that I had to class, those were my days off. And so I better do whatever the fuck I needed to do. Yeah, no, I know because when I got hired, I gave them a physical copy of my like school 
schedule and my schedule was stacked on Tuesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. but if you know how college classes work, you normally meet two days a week and like those are your set. So I stacked my schedule like five classes a day, those two days a week. So I'm going to school just as much as I'm going to work basically, but I also had to do homework, prepare for tests all within those two days because I could not get another day off on my part-time job. Yeah, but it's part-time though. Yeah, so I sh- technically should have been able to have three or four days off, but that was not an option even though it was promised when I was hired. Because I remember, like, a couple weeks into training, like, having to ask, like, and be like, hey, I agreed to get a third day off when I was hired so I could do classwork on those days and prepare for tests. And they were like, um... That's just not gonna work. You go to school Tuesday and Thursday. You don't really need another day off. And I'm like, "Mm, actually, you've never been to college. You wouldn't know. start by saying that we were considered essential workers and so we were open the entire time the pandemic was going on never once did we close never once um and our boss is pretty conservative and so you can kind of guess the stance uh of well her stance going into the pandemic and based on the uh, the popular opinions of conservative people during the time. Not saying that all are like that, but she was definitely pretty extreme. So the first one uh, that came up was we were encouraged to not get COVID tested. Which goes back to me having COVID. They were so upset that I got tested because I was sick and I went like to work and got COVID tested immediately after and I got results back extremely fast they were she was like why did you get tested and i was like because i have symptoms and like they found out that one of our girls was getting tested regularly and they were so upset and like they berated her her. yeah all the time yeah because she and she was like i'm sorry like i'm concerned about the safety of our customers and And molly was basically like fuck the customers fuck your family like if you find out that you have covid but you have no symptoms like we expect you to still be at work type Mm -hmm. of thing yeah 100 percent and Uh, what oh a good one was when my roommate got covid and i called molly to tell her this and tell her that i got covid tested and that i was going to have to quarantine until my results came back mandated by the state that this is what had to happen and molly told me that if i came into work she wouldn't tell anybody that my roommate had covid meanwhile there's me with my immune suppressed mom and customers and other workers and she was like well you'll only work with me i don't you know i don't really believe in it so i'm not too concerned and i was like but girls that have to work after us have to see us in passing if i hand a customer a drink and they get covid because i spit on it i don't know like i am not taking that risk and no she 100 percent offered to not tell anybody that my roommate had covid and that i should be quarantining Mm-hmm. It was definitely like a on the low between you and me. I'll still work you. And it was like, you're not getting the fucking point here. Like, we were in a pandemic. It's a mandate. Yeah. It, this is the, like, pretty much the law. I am protecting you, customers, me, my friends, my family. And when Amy, uh, we all think got COVID, but they, like, tried to totally hide it from us and keep it on the low. That was even the nastiest was, cough I've ever heard in my so life. She was so sick. After she went to a festival. 
yeah, she went to a festival. She got super sick, and we're like, yo, you got COVID? As she's standing in the same room with us. And she's like, oh, no, just just a head cold with maybe allergies. Never wore a mask. It's dead when... No, it was, it was late fall, I think. It was late fall. It was not fucking allergies as somebody with allergies. And on the topic of uh, mask, okay, so while the entire state was masked up, um, we were patronized for wearing a mask. Like, our boss and our manager would talk shit about girls who wanted to wear masks at work. Meanwhile, you had to wear a mask to, like, go into the store, anywhere. Oh, and they were so happy when they didn't have to wear masks to COVID anymore. I mean, to Costco anymore. Yeah, literally. Also, our boss refused to wear a mask in Costco. She almost got kicked out of Costco. She was so proud of being an anti-masker. Mm-hmm. Um, that she, she wouldn't buy any of the, like, supplies and stuff either, so we only got gloves and masks because customers would, like, deliver them in boxes to us, um, and then she would send in the group chat and be like, limited supplies, we will not be getting more, like, Mm -hmm. meaning, like, she wasn't gonna buy any. Um, We had no PPE, PPE, when other, like, shops were encouraging it, putting signs outside saying they were using the proper PPE. Other shops shut down during, like, the really harsh months of COVID, they would have cleaning regimens where they would stop operations on, like, certain days to fully sanitize their shop. Yeah, and they were out there like, hey, just so you guys know, this is what we're doing. And Molly was just like, that's dumb as shit. When we were told to sanitize things, it was with Windex. <laughs> that is my favorite. Is Yeah. Windex, which Win- if you look up has no disinfectant value. Windex. Windex. That, I was just like, what? the actual fuck is going on like i remember i even bought like cleaning supplies to a point because like everybody's sharing the same clipboard to sign the credit card i remember we both like made a fresh bleach rug with like just bleach on it to like wipe down the clipboards yeah because it was just like everybody's touching them so unsanitary i just like what what do you need cleaning supplies for i'm sorry we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic your windex is disinfecting anything and not that i'm like you know I am very grateful that we had jobs during the pandemic. I am. Exactly. I'm grateful that we were able to stay open and that we were able to work and be essentials workers. But I also wish that we were valued more, our families were valued more, and that our customers were valued more in, like, cleanliness and sanitization. And we were also, that was when we were overworked the most was COVID. So we're at the section uh, of basically honorable mentions. These are just miscellaneous thoughts and grievances that Anna and I have come up with and compiled together that don't really belong in like a specific category, but they're worth mentioning. Uh, My personal favorite is Molly's use of cameras. Now, I am a believer in security camera use, okay? I get it. I get if there was, like, a money issue and all of a sudden you don't trust your employee and, like, money's just disappearing and you want to go back through the cameras and you're like, okay, what happened? Or if, let's say, there was an incident, you want to go back through the cameras and go, okay, what happened? But this lady would... I don't think she's got cable. And I think she uses this like cable. I know she was sitting at her fucking house eating popcorn and listening to our conversations. And that and like my biggest pet peeve was like, admit you're watching us on the cameras. And she wouldn't. She, no. To she this was, day they'll say, we don't watch the cameras. But she knew things 
that she would only know if she was watching the cameras. So it's like, just fucking own up to it. Tell me you're watching me on the camera. Tell me you're listening. Not even watching me. You are listening to my conversations. You are listening to my interactions with the customers. Like, that was my biggest thing. Is it was so, it was so invasive. It was invasive. And we warned every, like, the girls that are training right now and myself, we warned every girl that we trained when we were outside away from the cameras that they do listen to the cameras. They do watch them. Because it's not like you're saying things you don't want your boss to hear, like, fuck this bitch. Like, it's just personal things that sometimes come up when you have relations with customers that we should be encouraged to have is, like, have these customer relations. Mm -hmm. Things that we say to each other. Just, like, you shouldn't be watched like your TV. Like, you should not be doing that if you have these. And also, I'd like to point out Shops have cameras on the outside. We don't. We do now, I think, facing the freezers because our freezer got stolen once. Mm-hmm. But we have no cameras on the windows where customers are. Like, facing out. The police will come and ask, like, like something will happen next door. And like, do you guys have any footage of the outside? I'm like, no, only me. Standing here. They Literally. would, like, there was times where she told me about private conversations that she had overheard between girls having with customers, having with each other. And I know because she she would like talk to me about things or she would like bring up, for example, we'll just say Mike. Like she would talk about Mike or like know a personal detail about Mike that I know damn well Mike did not share with her, but she somehow knew about it. So it was like, okay, so you were sitting here, listen to me, talk to Mike. Are you fucking kidding me? Or one of our coworkers. Like, me and a co-worker would be having a conversation. She's sharing personal details about her life. Then all of a sudden, Molly's out here the next day asking how fucking Sally is. It's like, I know Sally didn't share that with you because she doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. So, you only know that because you were listening to the cameras. I don't know. And, like, there, it was just, I think the best part was, like, she would say she didn't watch, she didn't listen. But she'd call me and be like, hey, I'm watching on the camera. Can you move this? Can you do this? <laughs> Or the fact, like, one day my opener's report was off, which she would only know if she had gone to the shop and looked at the report that we write at the end of the night, like, at the end of our shifts and, like, pen on paper. There's no way she's seeing that. She was hearing me talk to another girl about the report, like, while I was training this girl, and then called me and said, what's wrong with the report? No, hello. What's wrong with the report? When I know she cannot see that report yet, and I was just, like, so blown away that I was, like, what report? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just blatant things that, like, she admits to watching and listening to us, but then would turn around and say, we don't watch the cameras. And also the fact that we are encouraged to pee in cups, and she can see these cameras, and they have great audio, because the cameraman who also has access to our cameras, and I really hope he doesn't have access to our cameras when he's not there, but when he comes in, he has full access to the cameras. I can see us on the phone. I can hear us on the phone. Like, there were just so many privacy things that were being abused and not met here. Um, the other thing was, like, she blatantly admitted to me that she looked at Brooke's phone while she was working a shift with her and saw who was texting her a lot. It was like, they text her all the time. So you're looking at her phones when they are locked and, like, maybe facing up on the register or next to the register where we all keep our phones, where we plug our phones in, where we listen to music... And she is looking down at our phones enough to know when people are texting us often. I was like, why are you? I just don't understand why. Why you could be so fucking nosy. Which, get, a, get a hobby. <laughs> get a fucking hobby and watching me is not it. Yeah. No, that was, the cameras are weird. That. That's why I made a point to like piss with that. 
<laughs> with the door like in full view he's like you want to watch me look at my bare ass right now you like that yeah and watching me is not it yeah no that was the cameras are weird that that's why i made a point to like piss with (laughs) with the door like in full view he's like you want to watch me look at my bare ass right now you like that yeah no there was times i knew i was being watched well and she like you had told me a couple times like yo molly called me and she told me to go grab that off the porch she would only know that if she looked at the back porch's camera Oh, and there was times where she was like, yeah, I noticed this guy was, like, coming through a lot because I was watching so-and-so on the camera, or I watched the camera for this and I saw this. Or the fact that she would call us out on not mopping. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. And be like, I just watched the whole footage, or I saw yesterday that I never saw you do this. But would turn around and say, I don't watch the cameras. Yeah, I don't, and... I mean, Amy would just say, I don't have access to the cameras. But it's okay, that's fine, because I know she's screen recording the footage and sending it to you. Another honorable mention is there has been multiple times where Molly has screenshotted something to send to Amy and sent it directly back to the girl she's screenshotting <sighs> it from. It happened to Bella the other day after she was like, I can't work. Molly screenshotted it, sent it back to Bella, and was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> what? Yes. She's such a fucking 40-year-old. <laughs> shit you can't even recover from that it was so good i was like what what, did you say anything like Mm. i would have been like what's she talking about (laughs) (laughs) oh man um oh man okay so i'm gonna go off on a rant here for a second so i think my my last straw with management was at this one meeting where she we were all really frustrated because we were being, like I said, overworked, underpaid. It was during the pandemic and we were understaffed. And she had the audacity to be a complete bitch to the remaining staff, which was really ballsy because a lot of people should have just left at that moment. But she went through this phase uh, in the meeting where she literally was like, you're all replaceable. People want your jobs. Like, I'm up, she made this motion where she put her hand, one hand higher, one hand lower, and was like, I'm up here, you guys are down here, and completely, like, belittled us, berated us, and, like, then turned around and was like, I want you guys to, like, want to be here. Like, if I find out that you're here for just a paycheck, then, like, we're done. Like, you're done here. And, oh, my favorite, too, is, this goes back to, like, years worth of people saying they feel undervalued and unappreciated molly's biggest quote that i remember that sticks out to me was i shouldn't have to thank you for doing your job that's what you're paid to do and that concept in and of itself lost a lot of really good employees like and the fact that she would turn around and want appreciation for stickering five lids for me before i closed like, i did this for you okay. okay you also did it like shit and i'm gonna have to like redo that i get paid to do that so why are you doing it <sighs> no it was that was a really hard concept and after one of the meetings she made each girl individually meet with her and tell her why we wanted the job and at that point i should have turned around and said i don't want this job but like anyways we had to individually meet with her and i remember i brought up my complaint actually 
which was very unlike me, but I did, I was like, I have this one-on-one time, I want to be open, I want to fix this relationship, and I, and I did tell her I felt underappreciated, because I was like, I am going above and beyond, I know girls, I talk to girls, they are not doing the same as me, mm-hmm. I am spending extra minutes, I am not on my phone, I am doing things I should be doing, I'm cleaning things that haven't been cleaned, like, I'm going above and beyond to make this a better place, and I have never once received a thank you, I've never once been, like, Anything. No acknowledgement whatsoever. No, just that you were paid $10 to do this, you're going to fucking do it. And I'm not going to thank you for it because it's your job. And it doesn't come to, like, I need the thank you. It's It would be appreciated once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they have the audacity to turn around and they, for an entire month, they made us, their attitude of gratitude. They made, they put a calendar on at every single shop and we're to write, Every shift that we work, something that we're grateful for. And Which they, could have been cute. Could have been cute. Could have been nice. But everybody was extremely spiteful at that point. And they renamed our group chat to Attitude of Gratitude. And they wanted us to be more positive. And, like, what it what it came down to is what she wanted to hear was that we're grateful for our job. Which came out in the meeting. She was like, and on these calendars. And, she, and which is why we are so spiteful, because we wrote everything but anything related to the job. It was oh, like, no. heated blanket, I'm so glad I have my Uggs, I'm so glad for <laughs> my, these, <cat. laughs> my new Sharpies. <laughs> no, we'd be like, so-and-so did this for us, but it was never management. It would be like somebody else, or like, my closer last night. <laughs> because she literally, that's what she wanted to hear, was that we're grateful for our fucking job. And, it's and like, for her. Yeah, no, I, I refuse. After, at that point, it was, I, I should have been done, honestly, at that point, because the two girls that had worked there the longest before me, when they cited that that was their reason for leaving, which turned around and be my reason for leaving, it's like, this, here goes my fucking rant. If you are getting a trend on complaints about how you run your business, maybe you should analyze how you're running your business. And instead of going back to the model of, this is how it's always done. This is what we're always going to do. Right now, they can't fucking hire people. They can't keep people. A bunch of people just fucking left, you included. Uh, it seems to be from the time that I left, from the time you left, like it's been a fucking shit show. And it's like, you guys need to sit back and analyze. If if people that worked for you for three years, for a year and a half, left and all cited the same reason, this is an opportunity for you to self-reflect and go, what the hell am I doing wrong? But no. They sit there and they're like, anybody wants your job. Oh. And you're all replaceable. How many times do you post we're hiring on Instagram a week? That's so funny. That's so funny. And I would. And I would say, you know what? We're hiring. And you're the only one that, you know, came out of it. And I'm really glad that you did. But people would slide up and be like, you guys are hiring again? Like, yeah. Because we, we have such an incredible turnover rate. And it's insane because I've seen other coffee shops that don't have those turnover rates. Like, yeah, sometimes it is a short term, term, but if you want long-term employees, you have to treat them better. You have to give incentives. You have to say thank you. You have to treat them like a human sometimes. And that's, like, that's just the craziest part is, like, it's not asking for much. And it's, this is a trend in a lot of minimum wage jobs. Yeah. You're treated like fucking shit. Why are we work to the bone? Why are we, like belittled berated undervalued for a fucking minimum wage shop i think that that was like i think that's why i was so at peace with being fired it was like you know what i really take no offense to this this was like a blessing in disguise and like these women management have no perception of how the real world is they are like stuck in this little 
hamster cage, like hamster wheel, you know, and they're spinning around and like pretending that like this thing that they do every single day is the like only thing that ever matters. And people don't even like you. <laughs> like your customers don't even like you. They're gonna like them. So what yeah. are you doing? It's insane. Yeah. Whew, man, that got me heated. Um also Molly would say some real off the wall <laughs> shit. Like, I'm sure you can think of some things really quick. Uh, but my favorite was, so my mom is, uh, disabled and she knows that my mom does not work. And so one day Molly had the audacity to ask me my, about my mom's financial situation and ask me how my mom affords drinks. And I literally just like, I was so stunned and I was like, first of all, my mom's financial situation is not your business. And second of all, I buy my mom's drinks for her. Go ahead and check the register. And third of all, I buy the prepaid card so she can roll up here and go, hey, dock $3 off my card, blah, 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 blah. Like, and she's taken care of. And like, it goes back to like, why the fuck do you think that's your, like, your responsibility to know how my mom pays for her fucking coffee? Uh, but I was called disrespectful after a year and a half of respecting them mm-hmm. the best exactly I could and doing exactly as I was told to do and asked to do and what I was hired to do and going above and beyond in forming relationships with my customers. Disrespectful. And that she has nothing more to say about me. And after tonight, I have nothing more to say. How's it feel? <laughs> How's it feel to have air out your dirty laundry? I am still calling Muni after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Actually, I have a confession. Um, I did have one of our sorority sisters' moms email the Muni um, to report that they were still working two girls at once during COVID, which was not allowed. And nothing came of it, so fuck you, Muni. I gotta talk to somebody else. Somebody's gotta, somebody has got to know somebody where mm-hmm. we can report some health code violations. <laughs> I should have took more. Alright, I think I've decompressed a little bit. Um, Maybe we should talk about the, while we're here, we should just talk about like the good things about the job though too. I have, I, I can honestly say I loved my job because of the people. I loved the customers. I, I developed some really cool relationships with people. Um, during the holidays, we received cards and, and cash and gifts. I got a bunch of birthday gifts from like customers. Like I never, you know, I didn't expect that stuff. And, like, I, I met a, real, a lot of really cool people, and that was the only reason that I stayed so long was because I loved the customers. And I told Molly that, too, because I was like, I hate, <laughs> I've hated my job for the past year, honestly. But the only reason that I stayed is because of the people. And, like, and they like me, too, and I know that because I know that they've called you and they left good reviews, but you would never, ever pass on the positive information. You would only just focus on the things that I've done wrong in the three customers in the past year and a half that I've pissed off. Yeah, I I do say I love my customers. I loved the fast-paced environment. There was days it sucked, and that's mainly because I got no help, uh, which is another grievance that I didn't get into. But, no, I, I did love my job. I love making coffee. I love making drinks. I love seeing my customers smile. And I remember when I was hired, 
they asked me why I wanted this job and I said because I loved seeing like results from what I was doing I loved Mm -hmm. seeing people happy because my customer service was good because my drink was good because it was fast like whatever so I really in love I do love the job I would be a barista again I and I do like have relationships with Bella and girls that I met that I continue like I plan on keeping we've gone to different jobs now different places and we're still friends I it made me a lot closer with you. We had that shared grievances to go off of. <laughs> we would, she'd be at one location, I'd be at another, and we'd be bitching about the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, like, it brought up a lot of good opportunities to, like, meet girls, like, have birthday parties, and be able to see these girls outside of work, and I met people that I wouldn't meet normally, and mm-hmm. super cool customers, and even, like, there was just, there was time where I needed guidance and advice from people, and I got it, even from management sometimes, like, I did have good experiences. It was just the overall underappreciation and no value of me as a person or my family as a whole or anything. Mm-hmm. There's no. It was a body. It was. They want to talk so much about respect. It's like they didn't respect us either. No, and like that's the thing. They did not respect us either, and it did not matter how many times that I would talk to them and like talk about my family or talk about my dating or talk about any of that. Like at the end of the day, like they would have fired me five minutes after telling me that I was doing great at something. Like, mm-hmm. I was a body and I was replaceable, and they told us that at the meeting after you were fired. They literally said, you are all replaceable, and they cannot replace us now. So, Lessons learned. But I did, I did like, have positive. I wouldn't have stayed for a year and a half if there wasn't positive. Absolutely. The money was good, too. And I would do coffee again. I plan on doing coffee again because I know I'm good at it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I enjoy it. I would love to do that, like, on the side for, like, the right... Real part-time. Super part-time. Like, like, okay, Kira, she works one Sunday a month. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I just, I think I just liked it so much that I would do it again in the right environment for the right people, um, which obviously says some things, you know, that we weren't completely turned off of it. It was just the people that we worked for. Yeah, and the environment that we worked in was less than, like... It was toxic. Yeah. Unhygienic, I'd like to add. Unhygienic. <laughs> but no, I I do have my positives that I will take away because I would hate to say I wasted a year and a half because I didn't. Mm-hmm. But it definitely opened my eyes to how I want to be treated in a workplace and how I want my friends to be treated in the workplaces and so on. It's been, it was fun. And I miss the coffee. I miss the customers. I still have girls text me and be like, so-and-so is asking about you. They want to know how you're doing. They want to see you before you go to Idaho. Like, I still have that. So I know that I made a positive impact on I, more than a handful, but definitely a handful of customers. And, like, I know at some days, like, maybe I was the only person to say hi to somebody or have a great day or smile at them or ask them how they were doing. Mm-hmm. So there are positives that you have to take away. And I am grateful that I, like, was able to have those experiences. I'm glad you you mentioned that that last part too because I think that that w- was also important because sometimes you were that person, you know, like a lot of people <laughs> treated us as therapists, like they would unload oh, yeah. and like <laughs> they shared their personal problems and it was like a, it was an honor at times to, you know, hear the things that they were going through. Um and so especially like, during the pandemic there's times where people are like this is the only place that i've gone in the last two months yes yeah and that was their only outing that entire week or like that entire day they would only go to the coffee shop and then they would go home and so it was nice to be able to be that connection for people yeah we were still a human 
outside of like we were a human to the customers but not our uh management yeah Ooh. um any other lessons learned from that job i know how to piss in a cup real good now so do i dude i can do it in the back of my car now Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and not worry I about spilling a drop literally fear peeing nowhere like psi pee inside i don't care anymore I, in my new job, I take advantage of being able to go pee whenever I want. <laughs> I t- it's like, man, I used to really take this for granted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I really learned the the bottom line of, like, things that I will and will not uh, appreciate. And I shout out to Molly for setting the bar so low because at my new job, it was definitely like, wow, this is what it's like to be treated like a human. Wow, you appreciate me. Wow, you just told me you value me. And, like, you would you know, stand up for me as my boss. What? And it was just like such a wild concept to me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's also wild. I've just been treated like shit for so long by management at this uh, devil's mug. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much all I got as far as shitty job goes. This one's going to be a long one. Yeah. We also still need to uh, re-upload our long distance dating. Yes. Maybe add a few more segments now. Anna's ready. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have another episode, and maybe two, before Anna leaves. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not coming to an end of an era. Things are just going to look different. Hopefully, Anna can get set up in Idaho and we can do this podcast virtually. Yeah, I might have to record in my car so my roommates don't hear me. Go to the library in like one of their study rooms. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be an asmr one then you know the tiktok audio was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be me in the library <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. all right i gotta poop let's wrap this up <laughs> i gotta piss too all right all right be bad and nanner signing off We just wanted to throw in at the last minute that even though it seemed like a really long bash fest uh, where we, you know, pretty much talked about our experiences at the job that we worked at together, um, we really did enjoy the customer relationships that we had and the friendships with the coworkers that we created. Um, and we'll always take those on with us wherever we go. And even though for the most part of the podcast might have been a little negative, um, we are thankful for that. We are thankful that we had jobs during COVID when other people did not. And the names, like I said, have been changed uh, to cover our own asses. And the things that we said today also do not reflect the notions of Daydream Media Studio, of which we belong. You should go check them out. And yeah, awesome. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>